When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Back in the saddle again. We're back in the saddle again. Okay, Gene Autry, what's that all about? Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with 10 months of terrible commercials. Ever think of hiring a copywriter? Pat's pretty good. Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyways, too expensive. Check out our new press release. This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, J-Lo. What do you think? Mm, maybe you should hire a copywriter. Cool that they're leading the sales race, though. That's good. Yeah, it's actually more than good. Because they were so dominant last year, we've earned more than our fair share of new Nissans. We have 40 Altimas available for March and 120 Rogues. Check out the huge selection of Nissans at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, 
you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zep. They ship today. Yeah, baby, is all I know. Let me know when Mr. O'Connor's ready to go, Andy, if you would. So, Michael. Yes. Michael Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Yep. We're looking at uh, this whole. uh, John's on today. He's going to talk a bit about, not exclusively, but he's going to talk about. the FBI and all the rest of it. What is wrong with the FBI right now, Michael? Because no. you're in a situation where they said, no, this wasn't anti-Semitic. Really, a Muslim attacking a synagogue is not anti-Semitic. Huh? Well, okay. we have John Connor or John O'Connor on, and John he'll probably tell us. John, how are you? Just great. John, I don't, I don't understand. Americans today mistrust the major media more than ever. Postgate will prove that this uh, distrust is richly deserved. John. I've never met you, I don't think, but I'd give you a big hug if I did. I'll tell you that. I am so sick of the major media, and I don't care if it's Fox or CNN or MSNBC or ABC, CBS, whatever. They All they do is lie for money. Aren't That's you, what they do. Aren't you glad we're not major media? Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Honestly, God. We're not well, even lame on me. Because they... They do fly for money, and that's the problem. And it's a it's a strange kind of money. Uh, they do want to keep their core audiences, and they sort of have made the mistake of limiting themselves to those to those audiences. But once they've done that, now what are they going to do? Take a chance on uh, dismembering that audience by being uh, fair-minded? No, uh, I think they could have done better if they had played both sides. And right. try to actually let the uh, let the viewer or the audience decide what the truth is and present both sides. Uh, I'm not suggesting people ought to be uh, media ought to bend their stories to a conservative point of view. Quite the contrary. But if you are conservative, and I say conservative, you're a traditional American. You believe in fair play. You believe in, de- in debate and the marketplace of ideas. And what the real problem with the media is. The major media is, is that they don't believe in that. That's a that's a, an American um, principle since the Enlightenment. That's what the Enlightenment was based upon. You don't just take the Roman Catholic Church word on whether the Earth is the center of the universe. You debate it. <laughs> uh, you I, like, know? I like that, John. Well, a guy named John O'Connor, you're rolling a dice, man. That's a very Catholic name, Pally. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've got bishops and nuns throughout my uh, lineage here, uh, you know, uh, and I hopefully there's no direct descendants of them, I hope. But uh, in any case, uh, but that's right. And, you know, they, we've, and what we have today is we have a secular world that is gets to be secularly religious because so many right. people in the world do not believe in the almighty and a higher power. And therefore, the tendency is the tendency is uh, to make up theories that justify uh, what you're doing. For instance, so you might have something bigger than yourself. It might be climate change. It might be uh, you name it. Uh, it might be some other uh, uh, belief. But uh, that's what we get. We get a secularly religious group who do not tolerate dissenting ideas. All those people are labeled 
uh, heretics. So Mm -hmm. if you believe one way, rather than just debating it the way John Stuart Mill would have us, the way the Founding Fathers would have it, there's no debate. You just call somebody a conspiracy theorist. Uh, So, for example, I'm just going to give you a wild example. Let's say that somebody says, the New York Post says, hey, there's this Hunter Biden computer, and here's what it says, and it looks like it's all legit. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. We can't allow that. That's heresy. So we we bury it. Think about that. In one of the most important elections in the country's history, in a piece of evidence that was very, very important, and I think somewhere I've seen uh, surveys, 9% to 14% of Biden voters would have reconsidered their vote had they known about this, but yet it was blacked out by the mainstream media. Think about that. This is the land of the free, and we're blocking things out. I, I just, it's, it's stunning to me. I agree with you. And it's businesses, it's the Democratic Party, it's the Republican Party, it's all the news on any channel. It, it's really, well, look, let me, let me give you an example of how upsetting this is for me. A man, uh, Steve Harvey, the black man in America today, has two TV shows, maybe even three now, and he went on national television and said, I cannot do stand-up comedy anymore because they'll cancel me and ruin my career. I thought we were, like, working on coming together and living together all as one and black, white, brown, red, whatever, whatever color. It just, here's a man, very wealthy guy, got a couple of great jobs. He is terrified they're going to ruin his life. Doesn't that, that just drives me crazy, John. It really does. Well, when you hear people on the left talking about coming together and let's all get together, they mean let's all get together as to their view of the world. Then everybody will be fine. But if, if you don't, then you're just a bad person. And so anyone who thinks contrarily is labeled bad, not just wrong, but bad. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's the whole basis for this uh, deplatforming stuff. And it is, like I say, it's the antithesis of what the country's supposed to be. Uh, I think on the masthead of the Washington Post, uh, there's the profound utterance, uh, democracy dies in darkness. I believe it does, and I believe that that uh, statement is correct. I just think it's ironic that the Post is uh, publicizing it every day when they promote darkness, at least on one side of whatever question comes up. So that's the terrible thing. And, and like you say, it's this deplatforming, it's this bullying uh, that is going on of anybody who has any kind of contrary thoughts, uh, uh, you know, uh, against the orthodoxy. I mean, this is what history has, has uh, told us about uh, authoritarian regimes or overly religious ones. They, uh, where the religious people are in power, not just religion, but people who have, who have that in power, you tend to block any contrary thoughts. Uh, you know, that's what Hitler did on the right. That's what Stalin right. did on the left. You kill people who disagree with you, or at least you put them in prison in Siberia or someplace. Or, uh, so that's what's going on now. It's, it's a soft prison. It's not an actual prison. It's just you deplatform the guy and see you later, Steve Harvey. You know, John, I uh, like you. I grew up Catholic, nice little Catholic boy, and I, I'm very lucky. I didn't even realize it till today, but how lucky I was that uh, I was either in, I think, fifth or sixth grade. I don't remember which one. I was at St. Joseph's School in North Minneapolis. I think fifth grade. I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade. It might have been sixth. Um, 
but this little boy was asked in class, and the nun asked him. He didn't bring it up. The nun said, uh, Billy, did I see you uh, wandering around with the, uh, with the kids from the public school? And he said, yeah, they're, they're my neighbors. And she said, you know, you shouldn't really be hanging out with them because they're Protestant, and they won't be going to heaven, so you're wasting your time. I'm like, what? Well, well it's not a long-term investment, well, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whoa, exactly. man. So exactly. I guess what she, she did, John, is she gave me a heads up like, hey, listen, pal, about 60 years from now, the entire society is going to act like this, so you better get used to it now. It's disgusting, well, John. Right. Well, that's right. I wasn't taught that. I was just taught that those poor people, we used to call them publics because they went to the public right. school. Right. I just felt bad for them because they weren't getting into heaven or they might get in depending upon the theory, just to the lower spot. I'm going to be up there on the 20th floor. They're going to be down there in the basement. So so my buddies that I played baseball with from the public school, I thought, you know, God, I feel sorry for these guys. You know, they're going to yes. squeak their way in, maybe. You know? But that's exactly what I'm saying. You know? uh, but anyway, it is too bad because that's the way. Uh, that's probably okay in a religious context as long as St. Augustine says you keep that off in the city of God and don't let those ideas infiltrate into the right. city of man. But what we have now is we have the city of man, period, and we're, we're in, in this religious type of thinking or authoritarian or ideological thinking is creeping in uh, to the uh, public uh, sphere, and that's what's happening. People are getting... Uh, uh, just the way you were taught when you were younger, oh, these people are terrible. They have the wrong ideas. Right. They're not right. getting into heaven. He's conservative. He's not getting into heaven. How terrible. So I, uh, a friend of mine gave me an email the other day and said, I want you to answer my friend. I think you're smart, John. You can answer him. And then I looked at the email, and the email said, oh, I don't want you to send me any more of these articles about DeSantis. I can't read any article about DeSantis. Wait, I thought this is supposed to be a liberal guy. He's not. He's not going to read anything about DeSantis because he's decided DeSantis is, of course, a terrible guy. Well, you know, maybe it's a good idea. I'm a lawyer, and when I litigate a case, I want to hear from the other side. I want to hear from right. the other side because I want to know number one whether my case has weaknesses and I got to shore them up, and number two, I want to know what he's going to say so I can be ready to refute it. And maybe I won't be able to refute it. Maybe I ought to just say <clears throat> I think we'll settle this. But, but basically, yeah. you want, you should want to know what the other side is saying if you want the mm-hmm. truth, because I'm betting my clients' fortunes in their lives on being right. So I, I want to be right. Now, what happens is, though, is these people in the press, there's no vehicle uh, whereby they go to trial and they get shown to be silly or stupid or wrong. They just say it, and it, it exists. So they say it because they want to say it. There's no mechanism whereby... <clears throat> They are steered toward the truth and toward really looking at the other side and see if there's some valid points there so that you can incorporate them. And that's exactly the way the process is supposed to work. You know, like Hegel said, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. You're supposed to synthesize. And we don't have that. And when we don't have that, of course there's not going to be agreement. Because there's one side of the ledger. I say more than I say more than the left, more than right is is. Uh, into um, ideology. I think the right has its problems, especially what we would, you know, but, uh, but, you know, but, 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 but at least the right is more willing to debate and discuss. 
that's what I would say. And you don't just deplatform as much. Well, in my but, experience, I, that is because whichever party is in power is going to become the ideologues. Right now, the left is in power. They've got the media. They've got the government. So, of course, they're just going to be ideologues. But it reminds me a lot of the religious right back in the 80s when yeah. they had all yeah. the power. They had all the cultural power. And they were, you know, you know, do what I say or you're wrong. It just flipped because power corrupts no matter who you are. Well, what that's right. What kind of lawyer are you? I'm a litigation lawyer. I've been litigating for 50 years now. Oh, yeah, uh, in San Francisco, in San Francisco, San Francisco area, but I really go all over the country in my cases. What kind of cases? Everything, you name it. I've been a criminal prosecutor, criminal defense lawyer, civil lawyer. I work for the government and the SNL crisis. I've done uh, everything, insurance cases, real estate, intellectual property. I've tried just about everything. Uh, about the only thing I wouldn't do, I mean, I've done a little domestic, but I'm not a domestic lawyer and I'm not a tax uh, expert, anything like that, but I've tried everything. So uh, it's the litigation process that I like to be good at, at just trying to find out what the truth is, trying to cross-examine people who who uh, testify one way that you may think is wrong or right, and it, it tests them. And when you cross-examine somebody and they hold up, you say, wow, maybe this guy's got something. So I'm very respectful of the other side in all my litigation because they just may be right <laughs> as to some or all of what they say. And that is the process that we should be going through. That's the one that John Stuart Mill told us about in 1835. That's the one we ought to go through. And if your theory turns out to be tested and right, gosh, it, you've done a good job by considering the other side. How about that? And if you test it and it's wrong, well, then it gives you a chance to be right and to change your theory. So I'm a great believer in the litigation system. And I actually think that if there were more people who thought like litigators uh, and were out there critically testing things that were said, you would have a better public discussion. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of really wonderful lawyers in this country who are out there working for their clients but aren't in the public sphere. And we have people in the mainstream media who are into a completely different deal than I'm into. No question. I mean, the problem we have that Michael Bryant, uh, the man asking a question, is a lawyer, but he, he does law with disc jockeys. So, I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, people like me, John, it's that bad. Think about it. <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh, gee. <laughs> he goes, that bad, <laughs> The book is called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy in Journalism. Um, I... I you know, no matter if it's far left, far right, whatever it is, I would just maybe, is there any chance we can all move t toward the center? One side is going to have to give up their religion. The other side is going to have to give up their former religion. It's like, would you just calm down, man? Here, let me ask you guys a question. This is, and this basically is for everybody, but the, mainly the two lawyers on the show. I, I just, how do people not understand, and, and Michael Bryant and I have had this discussion before just between the two of us, and I'll just throw me out there as a guy. Let's say that I'm the one that did something wrong and I need to be canceled, right? But the only right. problem that I have with the whole cancel part of it, now I'm not saying that I shouldn't be taken to task or educated or straightened out or whatever. What I'm saying is if you go after me and try to ruin my life 
you're ruining Catherine's life, my wife. My son Andrew's with us today. Alex is usually here. So you're ruining my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandchildren, me. Why don't they ever think about who else is in there getting hurt that shouldn't be getting hurt? Why do you assume they care? Yeah, they don't care. Why? Mm -hmm. How do you not care about another human being and claim to be a human being? Because we're in an age of moral superiority in... In meme form. And well, if I mean, you don't believe Crusades, it, then they... Look at the Inquisition. Look at Genghis I Khan. Know. They didn't care. Humans have never cared. And they should have They should have known before they chose to either be born or... Exactly. Being born was your mistake, <laughs> yeah, pal. They should have known. <laughs> well, I mean, that's well, part of that, that right this. there. Would... Yes, sir. Yeah, well, let me say this. I think they do care who they hurt, and they want to hurt them. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of evil people out there, too. That's the thing. I just, I don't, I could not do that. I mean, I, I could hurt somebody. That's why I was like that toe-to-toe deal, and that's how I grew up. You get in the battle with somebody, stand toe-to-toe and slug it out. You take him out, he takes you out, and it's over. You don't go after his whole family and go, I'm gonna, now that I beat you up, I'm going to go over and punch your wife right in the face. I mean, that's what it looks like today, doesn't it? Well, it does. And if you look at regimes like, uh, well, all over the world, the authoritarian regimes, do take out your family. Yes, they do. They That's do. one of the things. Yeah. It's not just yep. you. And so we're doing that in America uh, now. We're doing it more softly. We're doing it by smearing reputations and ruining business and so forth and so on. It's very, very true. John, I need to take a break. We uh, we have you for another 10, 15 minutes? Sure. The book is called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. You can check it out on Amazon and just about everywhere. We'll be right back. More with John O'Connor right after this. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like suburban manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. 
We are back, yeah, ladies I'm and on, gentlemen. I'm actually on the phone with podcast. Oh, I wish you I'm on the effing phone. Thank you. Michael Bryant. I'm on hold at the moment. Michael. What's that? Michael Bryant. Yeah, what? I Sorry, my headphones weren't on. Oh, I well, think, for uh, Christ. Our guest just dropped. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, said he was on hold. Why? No, that's He said Grant. he was on hold. That's Grant, I think. Yes, that oh. was me. Oh, that was yes. you. Grant okay. is also on the phone. I don't know why John dropped. I will try calling him again. Once. Well, you don't have to call him well, back because we only got him for 10 minutes anyway, so that's fine. Oh, okay. Plus, I think Michael Brown will have a heart attack if he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel the tension in the room from there. Uh, no, I can. Honest to God, the whole interview I kept hearing. <laughs> Settle down, Michael. You're going to choke to death for yeah, crazy. Well. But, you know. It's well, Grant, both you sides. weren't on for John, were you? Uh, me, no. Oh, okay. uh, well, no, I was Grant just kind of going to be piggybacking a little off of this conversation. Okay. All right. Grant, what's up? Um, well, I heard some uh, some rather unnerving information that I figured uh, maybe you guys could also look into. Okay. Uh, just the fact of them talking about it makes me nervous, at least. Uh, I heard that there was a poll that... Uh, 29% of Democrats think that unvaccinated parents should lose custody of their children for not being vaccinated. That's a little extreme. That, that, that scares me. Yeah, I could see that. No, then, I mean, uh, Grant, the amazing thing, Grant, before you continue, is that we were just talking about this on the morning show this morning. There were people running around, and I don't go on social media, I don't know if it's on there or not, but they were running around telling everybody, yeah, Bernard, he wasn't vaccinated, he wasn't boosted, no wonder he got COVID, now he's probably going to kill somebody. With his well, I was vaccinated, I was boosted. Could you at least check your facts before you, you know, disparage someone across the uh, universe on digital? Well, people are stupid, and they live in a really cartoon stupid. reality that well, they, they think do, that yes. if you're not on my side, then you stand for everything that I hate. I've never versa. felt that way. Never in my life have I felt. I mean, how the hell could I be friends with Michael Bryant and think that? Thank you very much. Great to be here, Michael. That's a, that's a uh, weird. That's a I, wonder, I wonder whose poll. I wonder whose poll that is because there's been people Rasmussen. with, with un, unvaccinated kids forever. You know, yeah, I mean, an, there's a Rasmussen poll. Parents without. It's an actual Rasmussen poll. Yep. Huh. Yes, sir. Really? Oh yeah, here it is. Huh. Really? Let's see. Yeah, read the whole thing. Read it, Andy. Andy if you'd read it, that'd be great. It, Grant, uh, thank you for calling this in. Andy's going to read vaccinated people. Well, I've got it. 29% uh, of Dems... A, 29% of Dems support ahead. taking your kids if you refuse to take the vaccine. 59% of Dems support you if you support you being put on house arrest if you refuse the jab. 48% of Dems say you should be jailed if you question the vax online uh, what like all that i heard is that, that whatever was the percentage... other one i wanted to mention was the 47 48 percent one yeah hmm. uh 47 jailed. to 48 percent of america has lost their mind yeah <laughs> that's, I that's mean, all i heard from that. do you i mean if you have a position that is based in truth the fact and open information for everybody you don't need to go jailing people no, you, you just so. you would you you would have such great reasons that people would see your side of the story right mm -hmm. try to convince them be a good <laughs> speaker i mean maybe 20 maybe 10 10 20 percent might just be like fringy weird they're not going to agree with anything you say just because that's just what they do 
That's a huge majority. So I have a question uh, for John everybody. John O'Connor just called back in, by the way. Oh, oh he did. So he's John on the phone right now. Uh, okay, so I have a question as we lead back I into think. John O'Connor. And Grant, certainly stay with us if you have any questions for him, okay? Um, that's up to Will you. Do. Okay, well, uh, it, my whole situation in this deal is I don't know how I did this. And, and, you know, Michael Bryan can tell you this. Catherine can tell you this. My kids and all the rest of it. About half my friends are Democrats. The other half of my friends are Republicans. And of those people, I would say about 10 to 15 percent of the left and 10 to 15 percent of the right are pretty severe in their views. How is it that I can get along with people that go from way to the left, way to the right, and I can get along with them? It's not that I'm some supreme being, for Christ's sake. It's not that hard. Well, you don't get along with everybody. Well, I don't get along with everybody, <laughs> but I get along with my friends that have a lot different views than I do about things, and I don't care. As long as they've got character and care about one another and wouldn't go after somebody to try to ruin their life, then I can be their friend. You try to ruin somebody, I want nothing to do with you. That's all there is to it. Right? I think that has something to do with it because your friends are all decent people. And you make yeah, sure that they way. are. You are correct, sir. That's you don't exactly. Know and they friends. are. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was that, Brian? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't hear. I said, you don't know his friends. To say they're all decent people. <laughs> yeah, you'd be one of you and Doug Sprinthal, horrible human yeah. beings. Uh, I'm just reading no this question. poll. This thing's crazy. Yeah, well, 17% of Republicans are also believing people should be in jail. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? Yeah, just because they won't somebody get just vaccinated. Dropped off again. That's nuts. Yeah. And if you're going to take somebody's if you're gonna take somebody's kids, like, what, are you just putting them in the system as some who's t- now taking responsibility? That more black voters than white voters support getting vaccinated. Where? That's I think that's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's that's Hispanics wrong. and other minorities are this. I don't. Where did they? Well, find they support the, the vaccine mandate. Oh boy. So you know, people are going to support a mandate if it doesn't affect them. Well, Michael, that's what we're talking about. Media so lies. That's what, you know how happy I am. Supporters are more likely to endorse the harshest punishments. I I know him. I don't know that anybody's a stronger supporter of his, and I don't support <laughs> it. So I'm out of that group. Who, oh, a strong supporter of who? Of Biden, I love Joe. Well, that, but that's a personal thing. That's I not know. a president so what? thing. No, I still love the guy. I think John's so. phone is having issues because I can't get him to connect. But I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't want harsher punishment for people with vaccinations. I would say God would be in jail. <laughs> you know, two thirds. You just want harsher punishment yeah. for me. That's what you no, want. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. That's quite the pull. That's crazy. I- it's un- well. This is what we're talking about. How mm-hmm. insane people are getting. It's sure like, would have. you calm mm-hmm. down? Well, you missed the best part of the poll. Hmm. Uh, so, what does governments requiring you to temporarily live in a designated <laughs> facility know. sound like to you? China. Prison. That's what yeah. uh, Australia's Prison. did. Yeah. They built a bunch of like trailer houses <laughs> and they made people go sit in them. They nailed people in their <laughs> in their in their apartments mm-hmm. in China, didn't they? Right. And yeah. and then they wonder why people are all out here getting like fake vaccination cards and right. that and the other thing. Right. You're, that's not helping any. Okay, anything. I think maybe we have John back. John, we keep fighting. Did we get you back? No, no, his no. phone is messed up. That's, just really That's weird. too bad. Oh, I will guess, have Cassie um, text him and tell him that his phone is broken. We have thanks. no way so, of um, that with him. In France, they're chain, restaurants and bars, many restaurants and bars, are changing their status to a private club. 
Mm-hmm. Then they don't have to ask mm-hmm. customers for a COVID passport. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <clears throat> New customers become a member in less than a minute and for free. <laughs> I just, I just, can that we just is, live our lives? That is weird. I was talking to the guy at, at the restaurant we were at on Saturday night about that. The whole idea of turning your own customers away. You know, somebody wants right. to come in and then they're like, no, sorry, you can't come in here. That's, right. that's, that's Especially hard. when there's already yeah. less people going out right. because of COVID yeah. and now you have right. to turn away the ones that actually do want to yeah, come, come out. Come out, and yeah. come out and eat. That's, yeah, that's, ugh. that's I know, it's a tough road to hoe. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. That's why, like I said, I like uh, I like my family and a few friends, and the rest of you can all just kiss my living ass. I'm I am well. sick to death. Of, I am I'm sick to death of people trying to ruin each other and not caring about. It. That does really bother. I don't me. feel the coming together vibe no. from you, Tom. Come together right now, damn it! Or go to jail. That's <laughs> <Or> go, <laughs> go live in a closet or yeah. wherever they put you. I just seriously, it's it's wearing me out. It really is. People that I've known forever won't even talk to me anymore be, since I got into radio. Mm. I heard your radio show. I can't. I can't. Hang, uh, they listen every day. Yeah, yeah, they probably listen every day. Yeah. The ones who are like, I can. I hate you, but right. they like know everything that's there, going yeah, on. There will be some anti Tom so, Bernard group there where they all watch, listen to the show, so they have something. Mm-hmm. To so two thirds of likely <laughs> voters are against government using digital devices to track the unvaccinated. Well, that's kind of a cell phone, but <laughs> it's kind of a cell phone, exactly. But how would you know if somebody's vaccinated or not um, on a cell phone? Yeah, well, that's they true. They can know. Yeah. So. Well, look at your messages you're sending, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm I'm of the mind, and I could have gone without the vaccination, but I didn't mind going with it. I could have gone without the booster, but I didn't mind going with it either. I don't care about stuff like that. Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to kill me, so what do I care? As long as it's not going to kill me, I'm fine. Yep, that's the idea. I guess I don't the know, sweet but if you don't, of death. <laughs> no. the sweet release of death. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh God. I wanted I to hear more about the Watergate book. Postgate? Yeah, I wanted to hear what, because it, it uh, sounds like an interesting book. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently it's uh, the Post did not uncover Watergate as much as it covered it up. Yeah, is what it yeah. Then it talks about how it betrayed um, Deep Throat, which would be interesting to find out right. what that's about. Well, we could, so. we could rebook him for next Monday or something mm-hmm. if you want. We yeah. can mm-hmm. try that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he gets a better phone, exactly. <laughs> I, cell phones are the worst, and I wish people would stop using them for interviews. They're not good. Well, yeah, people don't not. have regular phones yeah, anymore. No, no, no not, I'm, I'm not talking about landlines. I'm talking about like you know, use uh, Streamyard or use yeah, Skype, Skype or, or literally like anything except a cell phone. Use Telegram; well, it would be more reliable. Why don't we? I'll just I'll ask Cassie to start making that known to people that call in. Not a bad idea, actually. <clears throat> the whole idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Just get everything. Worked out the best we can and slog ahead. Forge ahead, as they say, right? Absolutely. I don't know. I, I just look at all this stuff and I just, when did people get so insane with this? You know, the only insane people I knew when I was a kid were like nuns and people like that, right? <laughs> were nuns? Nuns. <laughs> well, they were the ones that kept saying that you, you're not going to get into heaven unless you're oh, a Catholic. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. They said a lot like, more than that too, but well, you are correct. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't get it. People just uh, now. I have a question because I think 
it's exploded, but maybe I just missed it. I wasn't paying attention. Lying is so in vogue right now. People go out of their way to lie now. And not just that they lie or make up little fibs to cover their back or whatever. People go out of their way to lie as deeply as they can. What is the attraction of lying to people? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. No, it makes no sense. when lies are easy to uncover when they're things mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's not exactly very hard to know the difference between the reality but i don't know it's a form of oh, power God, a- if i can make you believe what i say then i have power over you <laughs> and if, if you we- lie even if you retract it later a certain percent of the people still are still it. going to believe oh, yeah. that lie. Right. They're never oh, yeah. going to see the retraction, yeah. or they're not going to believe the retraction. So yeah. there you well, go. That's you still have a bunch of people under your control. Yeah, they've proven that on social media, that the first tweet that they see on a topic, that's what they think. Oh, it doesn't matter if it's disproven in 15 minutes. They're not going to look for it anymore. They're just going to go, oh, my God, did you see what happened? And yep. then they just start going on and on, and the hysteria is what keeps them happy. Page one lie, page 20 rejection. Traction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one more try. Big. John just called in. It sounds like maybe it works this yeah. time. Okay. John, you it worked, man. I'm glad you get you were able Not to come that. back. I walked okay? about 100 yards uh, and I got a better signal. Oh, there you go. Was part of Marin County, so I apologize. I had a fine signal and then all of a sudden it went away. So I just took off to try to. There and I. Oh, well, it worked out. Yeah, we were just talking yeah. since you since you jumped off there uh, a, a bit ago, John. We were talking about the fact that I I can't do the things that these people do, and it's not that I'm some supreme human being or wonderful or whatever. I just can't do it. I I swear to God, if I started lying to try to harm someone, my mother would be spinning over in her grave, and she'd show up in my dreams. I guarantee it. I can't. I couldn't do it. I could not destroy someone by lying about them. I couldn't do it. Well, if you there's a higher duty, and I don't think there is either, because I think you have to uh, play according to the rules, and that's what you do. But if you think there's a higher duty in certain regimes, then that's what you do, and you put all the lying. Think true. about what went into this Russiagate thing that took us for three years. I mean, there are people there that lied. Uh, now, there are a lot of really people in good faith believe the whole thing. Yeah. We didn't lose John again, did we? It's kind of iffy. Oh, no. oh good, you are there. I can hear now. Dad's going in and out. I'm sorry, I can hear you, but you guys can't hear me. No, we can hear you now, John. It, it, like I said, it, it's actually, it happens quite often, John. I wouldn't even worry about it. But Michael wanted to talk to you a little bit about post He said he wanted to hear more about your book, Michael Bryant, the attorney that was yeah, talking that to you looks, earlier. Yeah, that looks interesting. What's the, what's, how's that book doing? Well, it's doing fine. Uh, the Post has tried to deplatform me, so, and I know that, that there are a lot of uh, mainstream media that will not uh, talk about it because I disprove uh, the post reporting in Watergate, or at least I showed that they carefully uh, showed only one side of the story. It should have been a three-ring circus. It was a one-ring circus. And I, I conclusively proved that they were uh, deceitful throughout the entire Watergate um, uh, reporting. And the problem is, is if that thesis gets out there, that really kind of punctures the whole... Oops. Punctures the whole 
in yeah. your dreams. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, huh, I wonder. Three ring. Well, circus. we only got eight more minutes now, anyway. So this is true. So, That's too bad. But what do you guys think about that whole? I may have to read this book just to right? figure out because it sounds like he says that it was there was that it. I don't know. I wonder how many other rings there could be. I thought it was pretty clear that they broke into the White House or the Watergate and who did, did it. Well, they're but, saying that he that the uh, Washington Post betrayed Deep Throat. Yeah, I know. That's and so, I'm trying to figure out what I wonder th- what that means. Hmm. I will have yeah. to read this book. It sounds like maybe Watergate was even bigger than we expected, but, well, uh, but is that, uh, they covered it know, up. I mean, Nixon's another one of my favorites, so, you know, <laughs> anything we can do to rehab Richard, that'd be fine. Well, but will this Richard. make Nixon well, look that, better or worse? There, there was a break-in. There was a break-in at Watergate, <laughs> He's and it us. was done by the CRP, but by it wasn't CRP. authorized by Richard Nixon, the committee to re-elect the Mm, yeah, the phone is not working at all. <laughs> Hell of a cliffhanger. This yeah. is not. This is not I know. A cliffhanger. We're building suspense. Yes, what's that's this, right. We're building suspense. What do you think of Post-gate. that? Postgate. Postgate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. The the, the whole thing Here is just go. got it. You found it. I'm gonna buy it. I have a question for you. Yes. I. Should I be as happy as I am that the newspaper business is just about gone under in Minneapolis-St. Paul, that no, nobody reads the newspaper the, anymore? The good newspaper was great. I loved getting a newspaper every day and reading it. Back in the old days, yeah. Hands, you know, and, and I still I still read it every day. Um, you know, I do it online. I still read it. And, you know, there's articles I'm like, eh, and I move on. But there's, it's, there's, mm-hmm. there's some stuff that's worth reading. So. Yeah, but your your favorite articles in the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press begin with Tom sucks. Yeah, that's so, my you know. those are those are the two I look for. I look for Tom <laughs> sucks and I, liberals are the best. Yeah, I actually tell them not to deliver the paper unless <laughs> unless those articles are in there. Well, we could, we unless. couldn't get the delivery anymore because they would just as likely deliver it to your house as ours, <laughs> wherever right, your house is. True. It would sometimes be closer. True, yeah. That was crazy how far away it would sometimes go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah. question. I don't know. Like I said, maybe if we keep talking and keep talking and keep talking, maybe we can eventually get around to a point that... Do you, do you think people will ever calm down, or is this just how the world's going to be? I don't know. That, that part of it, I don't know. If I don't we're, think so. I think the pendulum is real. It's Right now, we're in an extremely far left swing. It'll yeah. go to the center, and then it'll go extremely far right, and Why so can't forth. can we just hover it, around the middle? I like hovering. That's how pendulums work. Yeah, it Ugh. felt for a while like people were starting to calm down a little bit, and then I feel like yeah. as yep. the yeah, Omicron or whatever the hell it's called now and everything else, COVID spiking back up, like now the craziness has started to yeah. ensue. Yeah, again. you're right. As soon as, the, yeah, as soon as the virus peaks, everybody yeah. goes nuts again. You know the... Fatality rate of this strain is extremely low. Extremely mm-hmm. low. Not one child has died from it, have they? I mean, that's the last I heard. I think it's double-digit children in terms of COVID. Period. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Exactly. One thing I will brighten everybody's day. The great news is, if the Washington Post was filthy before, at least it's in the hands of a really decent, honest man like Jeff Bezos now. God, <laughs> Jesus, that's the guy done. you want owning your newspaper. Right, he hasn't it? done anything shady recently. Oh, no, I don't know. Just ask his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I, she's got a slanted view, though. I mean, oh, he's, he's, oh, God. You're not supporting him, but i got to believe her views at least got mm-hmm. a little taint to it, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe, but, you know, Catherine, no. what do you think? <laughs> what? About Bezos? <laughs> About Bezos' wife, ex-wife. 
I don't know anything about her other yeah, than she got like half the money. She's and the one he with got the long neck, her. right? She married yeah, a guy who looks like him. Neck. There's got to be issues. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, great. Catherine just looked up. You can hear me. No, Yep, there you are. John, you keep coming and going, which works for us, man, as long as you keep coming back. I just just bought your book. five feet. Yeah, great, great. Mackenzie, and I forget her her maiden name, but she's actually from near me in Marin County. Uh, She's been contributing a lot of her money to very worthy charities. She's been doing really good things with her money, unlike her. Unlike her husband, so I think she's a pretty good trooper, and you know I think she's she should be happy to be rid of that guy. But the problem I have, John, is my wife is sitting here just to my right, and she just said, "Why didn't I get thirty-seven billion dollars?" Because you don't have a billion dollars. <laughs> I might have something to do with it. So, it's hard to get that kind of payday when you don't have it. Yeah, it is. That's right. That's right. But I was. I was I, I was going to say, you guys, I don't think things are going to swing back to the middle ever unless we reform the way we discuss things in public. Uh, yeah. Yes. What Probably. you get is when you go to the right, yeah, we may go to the right, and then all that means is is that uh, there'll be people out there, there'll still be the same fights we're going through mm-hmm. uh, today. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, so I, I, I hope that there's some mechanism where somebody figures out in the mainstream media that they should tell both sides of the thing that they that unless our media is reformed our public discussion will not be informed i guess that's my pessimistic view of this whole thing absolutely i I think about four years ago i posted i'm not going to be on facebook anymore until jeff bezos solves world hunger (laughs) just as i kind of joke and i haven't been on it i think i've checked in like a couple of times since then i haven't gone back on it (laughs) probably a good idea and he still hasn't done anything for world hunger. John, are you going to go on a book tour? Are you going to travel around a bit? Well, probably not. But uh, that's why I like to do uh, shows like yours, because it gives me a chance to talk to people. And, you know, it's so hard anyway uh, yeah. in the time of COVID to get someplace anyway. So uh, this is really the way to do it. I just think it's too bad that these guys have deplatformed me from again, the mainstream media, because I'm happy to discuss with anybody and put my ideas up to the test. They know that I have them. They know that I've proven this thing up one side and down the other. There's no escape from it. This thing is Watergate? Yeah, Watergate. There's no escape from the fact that they... um, that they really did a deceitful job of reporting. Now, I'm not here to carry Richard Nixon's uh, flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think, to some degree, he was a victim, to some degree. Now, he, he, he covered up, uh, did a couple of acts of obstruction at the uh, advice of John Dean, but what John Dean never told him was is that John Dean knew what had happened, and he was an author of it, and he was actually having Richard Nixon cover up for John Dean. Uh, Richard Nixon never knew who did this, who authorized this ridiculous burglary, or why. So, and he always suspected the CIA as well as, uh, you know, in this case, it was the CIA as well as a couple lieutenants of, of Nixon, not for the campaign, but for purposes of listening to naughty boys and naughty girls talking to each other. Uh, the CIA <laughs> had its own purposes in doing that. And I'm not kidding about that. It's just very clear. And I talk about it in my book. And uh, that there's just not a doubt about it. But that was covered up by the Post. That that's what was going on. And uh, 
and Dean wanted that for his own purposes and to build up his own. He tells you that in Blind Ambition. You just don't understand the context of his Blind Ambition. So it's a combination of the CIA inveigling a couple young lieutenants into a foolish venture. The CIA did it for their own purposes so it could uh, legitimize its otherwise illegal American operations. The so, CIA could not do an, an operation in America. So would that make Liddy's book all untrue? No, not to the contrary. I analyzed that in the book. Liddy never could figure out what had happened. He finally uh, changed what he thought in 1998 or something like in 96 and got sued. And then he went to trial. So I cover that in my book. Okay. Liddy changed his view as to what had happened. So did he, he change? Did his... not know. He, he was sorry. Yeah. So did he change his view before his book or because I I read his book, I read Colson's book, I read Dean's book, I read well all the president's men. I I I, I actually had a Watergate class my uh, uh, J term when I was in college. So I've read a bunch of those books. So those would put those books in probably the early 80s to yeah somewhere in there so you're so liddy changed his views after his book oh yes oh yes yes and i go through it uh (laughs) and then he went on the radio he went on the radio with his new theory and got sued for it and then guess what two juries said no liddy's theory sounds right and he won two libel crimes well first john dean and uh and maureen sued him and then um and then i'm trying to think then spencer oliver jr and maxie wells they were the people who had the phone everybody was not they were not listening to dnc phone certainly not larry o'brien's they're listening to spencer oliver jr's phone who was often absent and what happened was if you're from out of town in a bigwig you came in and if you wanted a good time for the night you went into spencer's office called the number hung up waited for it to call back and there would be a girl on the line you would be given a picture and you would make your arrangements for the night that's what was happening and that's what the cia liked because it was part of the cia uh nationwide operation in which they were like to listen to john's and their girlfriends but this would legitimize everything if the white house if they could show later that the white house approved this and so that's all they wanted was proof uh john dean ordered the second burglary, and I get into it, and it's really too complicated to explain, but he ordered the second burglary because he thought that the Democrats might be on to something here. And so Liddy says it in his book that the second burglary was to try to find out what dirt the Democrats had on the Republicans. But what he did not realize, it was what dirt, and he says this later on, it was to find out what dirt they had on John Dean. That's the second one. Now, that's when that's when he got sued. OK. And so uh, I, I go through it in my book. It's fascinating. But we have been led down the wrong path. Um, just to give you an idea that I'm not making this up, the Ellsberg psychiatrist burglary. You, do you all know yeah, about that? Yeah, in New York Times. Okay. Yeah. okay. That is absolutely provable to be a CIA operation in which they suckered <clears throat> some stupid plumbers into going along with it. But what they did was they actually copied the Ellsberg psychiatric notes, lied to Liddy that they didn't get anything. Liddy, the CIA, kept those. 
Ellsberg psychiatrist said, yeah, they finger, they got the records. Somebody was fingering through them. They told Liddy that they couldn't find the records. Yet that night, they all drank champagne, all these CIA guys. And Liddy said, well, gee, why are you drinking champagne? I don't get it. Well, they had successfully gotten Ellsberg's records, which they wanted for CIA purposes. Ellsberg had a lot of knowledge, they thought, about certain CIA operations. And they, they wanted those, and they were the ones who suggested this. If you know anything about it, it's the CIA that came over and said, boy, we can really do harm to Ellsberg if we can just get his psychiatric records. Uh, we can't do a psychological profile of Ellsberg without him. So finally, the idiots in the White House went, oh, gee, okay, uh, we'll go get him. Okay, thank you, CIA, for doing this. We'll go get him. And so you guys can really do a devastating portrait of Ellsberg and help President out politically. Well, it was a dumb thing to do. They went along with the CIA, but it's very clear. Philip D. Diego, a Cuban burglar, not on the Watergate deal, but he was on this one. On the Ellsberg. He said, oh, no, we got, we got the records and we copied them. Okay, that's not what they told Liddy. Look at Liddy's book. It was a failure, according right. to Liddy. Yeah. Okay, so that's the template for Watergate. They do the same thing in Watergate, where basically the reports... McCord refuses to record the conversations they're overhearing, and then he types up his own things that he wants to send to Magruder and the and the White House to the to the underlings. But he's not he's he's withholding the fruits. They are curating the fruits for the CIA's own benefit. Now, meanwhile, the people over in the White House are getting this stuff from the burglaries, the younger guys, the lower guys, and saying this stuff is all crap. It's trash. Why, why, why are we even doing this? Well, of course, McCord is curating everything. So this is the same thing they did with Ellsberg. Um, and there are a couple other examples. I go all through it in my book. And it's fascinating because the Post knew about all this. And the Post knew more than the White House knew. But, of course, the Post is also covering up what, if they really uh, reported the truth, Nixon would say, thank you, Post. You've really helped me figure out what happened. Hmm. But they didn't. They were there to screw Nixon, so they got him. The and CIA, one of the lessons we the get CIA out the CIA was trying to screw what? Nixon. No, no, they were trying to screw Nixon. Oh, Washington Post the was started. Okay. No, no. Once the once. Oh, I was just trying to figure out who the they was. The gonna, yeah, the CIA was not going to jump in and said, "Hey, we did it." They decided the better part of prudence would be to say we had nothing to do with it. Okay, so they did that, but they weren't out to screw Nixon. They were just out to legitimize an otherwise illegal domestic operation. Hmm. The CA Charter says you can't do domestic operations, but they knew under the Constitution you can do anything you want if the president says so. So if the president's agents, whether it be John Ehrlichman in the Ellsberg thing or John Dean uh, in the um, uh, Watergate thing, uh, and, and, and... then you can say, well, this is legitimate. It's so, been authorized by the president through his agents. So are the tapes that Martha Mitchell um, uh, lost, are those real? Yeah, no, Martha Mitchell is just a crazy woman. I mean, she knows nothing about <laughs> nothing. Okay. <laughs> My wife loved that comment. Yeah, and I, I, I remember, I remember interviews of her that, yeah, that that would fit. But so, the, so those tapes with the with the gaps didn't exist, really, or? Oh no! Oh no! 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 The tapes existed, and they, they and Nixon actually did probably erase them, uh, because what happened was in the follow up to the burglary, I think Haldeman and Nixon had a frank talk 
about what they needed to cover up because they did have some skeletons. I mean, one of the things that Nixon did know about by that point was he did know about the uh, Ellsberg burglary, and he knew about a bunch of other stuff. He knew about the Segretti dirty trick stuff. Nixon is not a clean gene in this. He just didn't have anything to do with the burglary. That's Hmm. all. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying Nixon is a white knight with unsullied hands. Uh, And, and, you know, he's he's a... uh, He's a guy that always had that dark skullduggery about him. and that. But he, his point was, after the burglary, listen, I don't mind people saying I'm crooked. I, I just mind them saying I'm stupid. I'm not <laughs> stupid. Why would I ever do this burglary? Yeah. And that's really right. That's the best argument about it is Nixon wouldn't do anything this stupid. Yeah, he was that... way ahead in the polls, and, and the DNC had no campaign op, uh, uh, information. Yeah, there was And Larry O'Brien why. wasn't even in town. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, and I, I bought your book, but, I, and I don't want you to, you know, not sell books, but so is Woodward and Bernstein, do they know this? Do they find this out at some point? What's the, where are they in all this? Well, I get into it in my book and I have personal interactions uh, with Woodward throughout for six years. And you will see uh, that he kept putting my head into the dumpster until I finally had to go research. I've got 3,000 post articles in my garage. I've printed them all out. Wow. I've looked at them. I've researched everything. I mean, this is not – listen, I, 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 I take these things seriously. I'm not doing this to make money, and uh, I'm doing it because I don't like what happened. Uh, uh, so believe me, uh, I got the goods on them, and they know it. And the terrible thing about it is, is the mainstream press, this gave the mainstream press political power. You now have power to depose a president with your reporting. All you have to do is bias it a little bit. So, my God, now think about that. You have the power to get rid of the uh, popularly elected president, overwhelmingly reelected president in the most powerful country on Earth. And you can do it if you just deceive a little bit in your reporting. How about that? That's a pretty powerful bomb to have in your hands. Now, to the extent their reporting was truthful, it was really just a tailgate on the FBI. But the FBI itself came to the conclusion that they couldn't quite figure out what this mess was about. And uh, the Post, of course, um, really muffled that one. But the Post also knew that Hunt and McCord were both likely CIA agents acting undercover. Uh, Hunt's employer, Mullen and Company, is full-time employer, his worked for the White House was part-time. His full-time employer was a CIA cover company. They had a contract where they could, would put agents undercover with some bogus job. And so that was, so the Post knew that. They never publicized that. That's a big deal. Um, Post, uh, you know, Hunt's boss, Robert Bennett, was instrumental in all this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's really, but here's the thing about it. If you read my book and you say, my God, this is 50 years later, and we don't have, don't know, don't know any of this. Why don't we? Well, there's a good reason. And when I write the book, <laughs> they suppress that. So I don't know if you guys follow Seinfeld, but uh, Cosmo Kramer wrote a book about coffee right. tables. Yeah, coffee table book. Yeah, book that itself was a coffee table book, and it had um, uh, uh, handles yep, built into the. Yep cover so it could be a coffee table itself yep. <laughs> well that's my book my book is about suppression and then a suppression of a suppression 
which itself became a suppression. So I, I have written a book about coffee tables, books that was a coffee table book and turns into a coffee table. So right now it's being suppressed as we speak. So John, I'll tell you what, John, you got, you got to come back once in a while. I love talking to you. I, you know, I'm, seriously. Make sure because, to come back on Mondays though. <laughs> yeah. When Michael Bryant is. <laughs> no, I like, guys. We'll, we'll get it done. Thank you, John O'Connor. We appreciate it, sir. Thanks, John. Okay. Good talking to you guys. See ya. Nice talking to you. We'll take a break and be right back in a couple minutes because Stocky will join us right after so this. So we have to. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Well, is there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zap. They ship today. You didn't pick this whole thing. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I didn't want this part on. Oh, I don't know if I can isolate it. That's why I had it isolated. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, we are back. Let me know when uh, when you're ready to go. Uh, he is on. Oh, he's ready to end. Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the book, 
You can pick it up on Amazon, of course. Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostages. I'm in radio. I'm one of Devil's Hostages. Been been one for 51 years, Alan. You want to be in radio? You feel like the devil's hostage? I'm here to tell you. What do you think? Uh, Al, you have yourself muted. I can't unmute you because apparently you uh, muted yourself. Anyway, I'll read about the book. You should be able to hear us. Yeah, Alan, unmute yourself. That'd be good. Jim Jones convinced his 1,000 followers they would all have to commit suicide since he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Shoko Ashahara, Ashahara uh, convinced his followers to release a weapon of mass destruction, the deadly siren gas on a Tokyo subway. The Order of the Solar Temple uh, lured the rich and famous, including Princess Grace of Monaco, and convinced them to die a fiery death now on Earth <laughs> to be reborn on a better planet. And that better planet was called Sirius. So was, was the angel of death on Sirius, was that Howard Stern, or who was that? Yeah. <laughs> ah, what do you think of that action? All right, Al, I think we can hear you now. Alan, yeah. how are you? There you are. Yes, there, there you, you are. are. Alan R. Warren. So it's kind of interesting. I'm really glad you're on today, Alan, because lately we've been talking quite a bit about, um, well, I have. I don't know if everybody else has. But in any case, you know, we went through a situation where there is no God. It started back in the 60s when I was a teenager. There's no God, and we lost God, and we lost religion. And so a lot of people move to things like the paranormal because they want to believe that they at least have a chance of moving on to something else after this. Is that what this is all about, Alan? Is this about maybe living longer than your earthly years? Is that why people join cults? I think so. I think they yeah, feel left yep. out for, for some reason. Um, they, they, they don't feel part of a religion, especially the major religions. And so this is their alternative. So, I mean, that's what this, don't you think that's what the, all of this stuff is about? As I said, the, the, um, and I have nothing against it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if there's a God or not. I don't know, you know, any of that, those things. I, I would hope so. I'm sitting next to my wife and our son and daughter are sitting in the, uh, the main studio and I, I don't want to think that, you know, 25, 30 years from now, I'll never see them again. I don't want to think about that. So I could see how people could get lured into, in a very positive way, a religion or I guess maybe the good part of paranormal. But why do they want to go with a doomsday cult, the devil's hostages? I mean, why do they want to do that, Alan? Well, most of these, most of the doomsday cults themselves um, don't start out that way. Or they don't sell themselves that way, you know. They sell themselves oh, sure. as a as a peace and love. Like you look at Jim Jones, and you look at um, Heaven's Gate, Branch Davidians. All of those ones were all about come on in, and you know we love you, even though uh, a lot of other people don't. Right. Love you. And that's kind of that's kind of the you, you see. You're strong. You've got a a stronger. Um, I don't want to say mind, but you, you're more comfortable with the fact that, okay, you know, I don't know if there's a God. Maybe there is. I, I right. certainly don't want to face that because I'm going to lose when I die. I'm not seeing the people I want to see. And right. so, but, you, but you're stronger with that realism. There's a lot of people that don't have that kind of strength. Well, and so, they're, they're, you know. And uh, the other thing is that he mentioned his family being the reason he wants to see the afterlife. And a lot of these cults specifically target people who are either estranged from their family or don't have a family mm. because then they okay. can replace those people's family. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Manson is the perfect um, specimen for that sort of thing, and that's why I included him because a lot of pe- that's caused a lot of problems, people complaining to me. But the thing is, uh, Manson was the perfect 
one. You know, he had the charisma at the time. He was able to pick up people that were away from their family. They felt very isolated. They felt unloved. They felt possibly that they weren't pretty or whatever their thing was. And it was, it was hard on them. He told, and he was able to focus, look eye to eye and tell them how beautiful they were and how much he loved them and, and, and brought them in. It's that sort of uh, a lead in that brings them into this because they feel very strong to the person that, that, that runs it. Yeah, I mean, that said, isn't it kind of sad we as human beings, I, you know, and don't get me wrong, Alan, I'm very grateful that I was born into my family. I loved my mother and my brothers and my sisters, and, you know, my father was a different situation, but, uh, you know, that's he really couldn't help himself. But, so I am very grateful for the life I have. It's that what's, and I don't care for me, uh, and you're right about that, Alan, I do not care. If I perish, I'm not going to know I'm dead anyway, so what's the difference? Unless there is a God, or the paranormal, or an afterlife, or I really don't want anything to do with a doomsday cult, but <laughs> that's a different situation, you know? Yeah. I, I hope there is, but I'm very grateful what I, for, with what I already have, you know? So is gratitude yeah. part of it, being more grateful for the life you do have? I think it's part of it. I, 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 you know, psychologically, there's a few reports in the book, but I think that um, that's kind of what they say. It's kind of the um, acceptance of what you have and, and really liking or loving what you have and realizing it. You know, uh, it, it, some people don't. Some people accept a certain amount. They start with a certain right. amount and they want more. You know, and, and some people are, are focused on things that are not about... Um, death or what happens afterwards you can see that with you know the current uh, situation with politics you can see that there's people out there that are not looking about afterlife they're looking about what they can get today in this life and they're so focused on that that they they're not thinking about anything else ellen how could a person like princess grace of monaco want to get involved with this that makes no sense to me isolation Isolation, you know, oh, in her time, sure. she was totally isolated. It's just like, you know, if you think about this, you take any of these stars, like them or not, you could take someone that's, you know, Lady Gaga now, or someone like Madonna or somebody that mm -hmm. was big in their, in their time, 24 seven, you've got people circling, <laughs> you know, trying to get the picture of you, following you everywhere you go, talking about every time you do something wrong, that kind of pressure, if you don't have a good structure like you say you have your family you have you you have a structure around you so that if mm -hmm. something is going on you have people to kind of give you comfort so to speak or to talk to if you don't have that um what do you do and you can't trust anybody once you're already there if oh, you become God. an idol so where do you go you go to a religion it, it seems to be the the more reliable answer in your mind, I think, at the time, it seems like they're more trusting, especially back then, you know, 60s and 70s. That was a totally different time. No question. I mean, we're going through a tough situation right now with COVID and all the rest of it. And I, I just, uh, I do a, a morning talk show in town as well. And, you know, there's been, you know, we have to work harder because people aren't getting out of the house and you got to go out and get, uh, you know, some, some listeners and you got to get some advertisers and all the rest of it. And it's so funny because uh, I got a really nice call from, from uh, a corporate office. And so I said on the air, this is really unusual. Somebody from corporate called and was very, very <laughs> kind. Usually when you hear from corporate, all I like to do is bitch. 
Which yeah. is true. That's what all corporations do now. They call, we need more, sure. more, more, more. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. some people got very upset with me about that. It's like, well, it's true. All you do is complain, we need more. We need more, 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 more. You need to call people and go, you know what? Jim, you're doing a good job. Alan, you're doing a good job. Seriously, once in a while it would be nice. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. No, no, I haven't seen it happen in radio. I can't tell you how many years. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> in radio, yes. <laughs> right, right. I mean, because anytime I've been, even now, uh, I'll never hear from anybody in the office unless there's an issue. Right. And it, and that's it, exactly it is about what I money. It's always about money, which I hate to say, yes. but that's usually what, because yes. that's the ratings and it's about, you know, you know the game and your advertisers and stuff like that. So, it's a tough it's a tough thing because they look at it as business and when you're in radio you're looking at it as a little bit of art you have a little bit of a you know you have an outcome like I think that for me I want to see I want people to laugh when I'm talking I have serious right. subjects too but I I kind of we make fun and we kind of have some fun with it because I want people to go through it and and have a smile or two anyway because it's tough but that's not always the that's not what they care about Corporate wants you to perform. Right. You know. And even if you do perform, that's not good enough either. Yeah. No. So I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Hey, look, I'm grateful. I have a wonderful job, and I, it's been great. Uh, I've been on the same radio station for starting my 37th year and all the rest of it. But it's changed a lot, and, and I can't blame it on the individuals themselves. It's the system that's broken. Yeah. Yeah. System wasn't set up properly. No, um, right, yeah, absolutely it, right. You know, that's it, it started at the beginning. It would, never was great. You know, it was terrible pay and it was terrible treatment in general. And uh, it, was, it was very political in a sense, not so much, you know, government politics, but very political within the radio system. And yeah, um, who, who likes you and who doesn't and who you meet and who you get along with. There was a lot of stuff that it's like any other sort of business. The only problem is you're doing it live so people can listen to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, honest to God, I, I just—I should mention, by the way, Alan R. Warren is the producer of one of the uh, and one of the hosts of the popular radio shows House of Mystery and Inside Writing, both heard on one hundred six point five FM in Los Angeles and Riverside, Palm Springs, Salt Lake City, Big Shot, Seattle, Tacoma. I didn't know you were such a Big Shot radio guy, Alan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having my moment, but it's going to go. <laughs> it's going to go fast. You know how it is. I mean, they're going to step you, all over you, is that it? Yeah, you get a moment, and then, you know, I, I'm i getting my hate mail now. I'm getting people calling me oh, yeah. daily, oh, yeah. and it's kind of, okay. You know, I, I, I'm i I'm better with it. I'm glad in a sense that I'm older. I mean, I'll be 60 yeah, me this too. year. I'm, I'm glad this, because I can handle all this a lot better. It doesn't seem to upset me like things used to, you know. No um, question about that. You know, so it's it's a lot easier. I can sit back and kind of go, okay, well, kind of laugh for the most part. Once in a while, it, it'll bother me. Someone will call me something, you know. Like, sure. Uh, and it's usually something that's not even close to true. And I, and then I realize, right. well, could you imagine being someone like real popular, like like really like a big star? I could never like, do it. It, it'd be it'd be hard because it, yeah. they say whatever they want. And, and nowadays right. with the Internet... There's so many people trying to be um, the news person, 
you know, right? <laughs> you know, they they come on TikTok, breaking news. You know, uh, Al Warren was caught in a threesome or something. You know, they, they can just say whatever they can <laughs> do. They can, yeah, I know. And and it's like, well, geez, you know, if you I, I, let me know, I I missed it. But the thing is, that's that's kind of how they get their the followers. And it's kind of it's really sad because the more right. negative we get, you know, and and when we talk about like cults, like even the book there's a really strong tie with every one of these cults with conspiracy. Oh, absolutely. That was my next question. It's all about conspiracy, isn't it? It, it all is. Cause you know, uh, and you can really see it because every one of these people doesn't matter if it's David Koresh, doesn't matter who it is. Even after they die, the followers are still following what they were told. You know, Koresh, there's still branch Davidians waiting for him God. to come back they're, they're waiting it's crazy I, I i i did i can't believe this i i went on uh, coast to coast to talk about this book oh great bad mistake not not tonight really oh it's a terrible show i mean no i mean and i and i mean that in the most loving way okay because <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sells a lot of books but you know I if people that. calling in were like i love you know, David Crush, he's the only one that taught us the real word, and I'm still oh, waiting God. for him to return. Oh. You're getting all these calls, and it's like, I want to say, you know, there's nothing I can do to help you. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to someone to help you. He's dead. He's not God. He's not coming back. He's not going to, you know, return to the earth and finish things off. And, right. you know, I mean, I like I loved Art Bell. It, it, he was fun. The whole system now, it's very political. You know, got Alex Jones. It is. And, Yep. And George Norrie, and, and it's all about, you know, Hillary's eating pizzas with babies on it and stuff. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it's gone too far. That's it to me. No, it's you're like, right. Come on. You know, I don't want, you know, love to them. You know, it's freedom. No, Do you're absolutely you right about that. I'm all now, for you know, it. We have quite, we have conversations about that because, like I said, I, I, I have no interest in doing that. I get on and. And the people do, they call and go, what'd you say that for? I said, I've been saying that for 51 years on the radio now. It's been a long time, and that's what I've been talking about. Why has it changed so much? I also don't understand, Alan, and I want to get back, because that, that's this whole thing with admiring Jim Jones is because you weren't loved enough in your own head, or truthfully, you were not loved enough, and this guy pretends to really love you, or at least really like you, and boy, they go if they can find one person that really shows affection toward them at any level, they're going to cling to that person like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and he was doing it. He was doing it even more than than the rest. He was having sex with both men and women. Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, he had he had intimate relationship with, with both sexes, and uh, it was completely about showing them that he they were they were selected by him. You know, the chosen one. Yeah, uh, is 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 wants to, you know, do it, <laughs> and and it's kind of it's kind of, you know, but it's it's sad in a way. But Jim Jones, you know, he was also like even the uh, Solar Temple and and some of the others. They actually start out and they're doing um, things to help really poor people. You know, uh, people that are in in bad situations they're they're broke they're they're, you know there's he was out there feeding people he was doing so much good and that's a really good front you know it's kind of like following the uh it's following the big abrahamic religions it's following 
Christianity or Catholics and anything like that, there's this this front of, you know, we're we're going to help feed the poor and we're going to do all these things. And there is a certain amount that going on, but it, it doesn't really explain the person. So Jim Jones, I, could you imagine? It's one thing I put in the introduction was, could you imagine if someone like Charles Manson came up today, was walking around, he's a hippie wearing a robe and doing heroin and telling people that he's man he's jesus son he's man's son like he's 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 god most people are going to roll their eyes yeah i hope well yeah i guess i shouldn't say that i I, that my thought was probably back in the (laughs) 90s if that happened (laughs) because today i don't know there's probably you probably have a facebook group and you know have a television show you know he'd be he'd be he'd follow the kardashians on one of those (laughs) you know i don't know the amazing thing about that to me, a guy like Charles Manson or Jim Jones or whatever, I always have to ask the question, what happened to you as a little kid for you to have to go this far to, to try to look like Jesus, to talk about I'm the son of God, I'm the son of man, I'm the son of Jesus, Jim Jones, I'm having sex with you because you're special and I'm having sex with you because you're What happened to these people as children that, that made them go the route they took? Something happened, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, a lot of them had terrible, uh, you know, really yep. weird, weird mm-hmm. upbringings. You know, uh, Koresh was sleeping with the, uh, um, what was she? She was the one that run the order before he came along, and and mm-hmm. she was, she was like a grandma age to him, and he was trying to have a baby with her when he was like fourteen or something. Oh, um, they they had it, you know, their young upbringing was not very good and even jim jones you know he had a lot of bad things happen to him and he would he would be um even at a young teenage he would be out in the woods um killing small animals and then having having a ceremony for them he would be having their funeral he'd be speaking at their death for these like he'd kill a he'd kill a cat or something and do this this was this was like really really odd behavior at a young age and it's usually something to do with something that happened to them i you know and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Bo- both of them you hear little stories how much is true we don't know but um there were there was you know sexual abuse in in both cases both those cases so yeah yeah is that know. always part of it or or in general is it, it the greater percentage as sexual abuse happened, it sure seems like it. It seems like almost every case I've gone yep. through. Yep. Um, and and the thing is, it, people will say, well, yeah, but it happens all the time. There, it's not just these people, and it's not. It, it, just like when you look at Dahmer and, and some of the things, you look at some of these killers, too, that had something bad happen to them at a young age. And you kind of go, well, how come they do it? And I think that's the magic question. Why is it some people don't handle it or get over it so to speak like i i had a bad father sort of like sounds like you not not sexual abuse but he was a no, bad drink right. dr- bad drinker and really mm-hmm. you know john wayneish and very very mean and the thing is i got over it i became um i guess successful in a sense i've, I've kind of gone on with my life and, and achieved something i haven't gone out yep. and killed people or started a religion Good. but some people 
can't, they don't have the skills. They don't have the mental skills to deal with it. And I think that's where things go crazy. And I don't, I, you know, I'm not supposed to use that word, I guess, but things, things go uh, off center. So that needs to be figured out. Um, but then again, like with all these cases, it's not like you get to psychologically analyze these people because they're dead. It's pretty easy, though, because I was just thinking about it. In my life, um, you know, because I have a deep voice, I guess, and I have a, I'm a bigger guy, so I got a presence, and plus I got a big personality, I suppose, because I learned that from being in radio all these years. But I, I meet new people, and as I get to know them, they change a little bit. And invariably, if they if they take a bit of a dislike to me or they're they have a little fear of me whatever at some point they will say to me almost every time alan you know tom you remind me of my dad that's <laughs> the god it's it's really really prevalent people people project that daddy was mean to me on on other people just to kind of keep it alive in their head i guess i don't know why well some people will try to resolve their situation with someone like you I suppose that is true. So I gotta you know, break, if, but you, if they can get close to you, but it's hard being you know you're being a star, so it's hard to. Ooh, and everyone's a celebrity <laughs> such as yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, you know, and that's it. You know, you've got your entourage, <laughs> and and they can't get close. But and uh, no, it's 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 yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's I, called I, transference, I, I, and it's a very well recognized psychological phenomenon. It yeah. yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, we. So, Alan, we can take a couple-minute break. You can stay with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. You can go on Amazon to get the book Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostages. We'll be right back. More with Alan right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. 
Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. Continuum is here, it's new, and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. There are no pills or surgeries. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole, nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing, and most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Go to their website, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com, or call or text them at 952 952- 491-6527. That's Continuum, C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing, life beyond weight loss mode. We are back. I want to read this paragraph because it's a great paragraph. Uh, We're talking to Alan R. Warren about his book. We could also ask ourselves, what then is the difference between a cult and a religion? We once had a small group of people who unquestionably followed a a person who believed that he was the son of God. 2,000 years later, that following is one of the most recognized religions in the world. This book in no way uh, criticizes believing in God. Rather, it examines how a social movement grows into a full religion and when it does not, and what makes the conventional faith such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and Hinduism stand above groups such as the Branch Davidians or the Children of God. That's a great paragraph right there, Alan. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it explains everything. I mean, that paragraph explains everything, to me anyway. Yeah, I, I think it does. I, um, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I get a lot of criticism. You do? Why? Oh, oh well, because um, people think that I've had a, um, a an awful experience with religion at a young age or something, and I was oh, I was forced into this type of behavior. And it's like, no, oh. I just, I just, I question the humans around it. I don't necessarily question why people want to believe in God. I mean, I think that. You know, it's we're aware of our existence and we're aware that we're going to die. And so that leads us to some sort of thought, whether we turn into a ghost or whether we're, you know, it's just it's just it's just questioning things. That's all. I just like to talk. Right. um, You know, people don't always like that because they don't always like what I say. You know, and uh, I I tell them to listen to, to your show. Good, because they really won't like what I say. Well, <laughs> I guarantee you that. Well, that's the whole idea, you know. <laughs> Just slough them off on me. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate well, it. Yeah, I got a worse me, guy for you. Yeah, this guy's even <laughs> yeah, worse than I am. Go get him. writing me bad messages now a couple times a week. And I really don't understand that. Cause I, no, I don't I either. I get the point that you go, okay, you don't like me. Thank you. Move but, on. Alan. There's a thousand shows. Turn the channel. Turn it to Dom, Tom's channel. Well, what you can do, Alan, is understand that they're they're mad at you because you're successful. Stop being successful, Alan. What the hell are you doing? Well, we all have our issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's kind of like do. how, like, if an actor expresses an opinion on, you know, like biochemistry or something, people are going to be like, oh, we got to listen to what they say, even though they their entire life experience is pretending to be someone else in front of a camera. But I've heard of them, so obviously they know what they're talking about when it comes to this master's thesis level topic because people seem to think that if they've heard of someone then that person is 
an expert on all topics for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I think it does. It goes back to that when you're a kid, you think your parents know everything. And when well, people, we well, that's true. <laughs> but most pe most kids' parents don't know everything. Oh, just yeah, yours. Yeah. But um, yep. Yep. I think when people do transfer that parental thing onto celebrities, they also transfer the thought that oh, they must know everything because they're my parents. Kind oh, of. sure. It's kind. Of, it's it's like people never grow out of that phase where you know, like, oh, daddy can do everything. Mommy knows everything. But they do it with celebrities yeah. rather Transfer than their own. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, there is that, but there's also something else. They, they gain a trust. They gain. They they actually think they like that person. And that Tom can true. probably talk yep. about this because there's people that will. Um, they they act like they know you. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you don't know them. And you know. And I think it's that too because that's look at look at. Um, I don't know if I if I'll get you in trouble, but you look at look at Oprah Winfrey. Uh, mm -hmm. She's much loved around the the country, and that's great. I I actually she's fine. I, I there's nothing I dislike, but you've got someone like that with a lot of influence. So if she likes something and says, "I really like this," mm -hmm. you're going to have a huge amount of people that run out and buy it. Because yep. of it, Absolutely. because they like her, they feel close to her. They feel like they know her, and um, and so I think that happens with any celebrity. It's just different levels, and it's the same with the cults. It's the same with conspiracy and stuff like that. Alex Jones has huge following. Why? Because they, there's people that like him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They called... believe he's 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 their friend. Well, with celebrities, it's a parasocial relationship. It's called where it, they're. There's a friendship, but it's actually not real, but people perceive it as real. And it's happening these days on platforms like uh, Twitch, which is a game streaming platform. <laughs> these people will stream themselves playing games for six, eight hours a day, but the point isn't really the games. It's the fact that you can chat with them and they'll talk back to you. And it creates this parasocial relationship where people are willing to pay... Five hundred, a thousand dollars on a message that pops up on the stream and forces them to respond to it. So it's like, oh, you—he said my name. That was really worth the five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's well, sad. It's like cameo. Yeah. Very, yeah. Yep. very, yep. yeah. Very weird. I don't really get it. I mean, I guess I get it if you're a kid, but if you're a kid, you probably don't have five hundred dollars to drop on someone saying your name on the internet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure they do. They're 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 hacking uh, HBO and giving people codes and then they make money. Uh, there you go. Let <laughs> or they just steal mommy's credit card. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Or they're it printing happens. them, right? I <laughs> listen. I think I think of the internet as um, okay. So perhaps Tom and I's age, uh, probably what our parents thought of what television was to us. Sure. Yep. It creates a whole world that doesn't really exist. People don't really look that way. They're not really that happy, you know, running in the commercial with their trident gum and they 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 everyone's beautiful on TV, but wasn't our <laughs> right. day. And and yeah. now the internet's kind of taken that place with a lot of the younger generation. It it's just it, it's kind of they're they're not watching the TV like like we did and they're watching everything on their phone and I think that <clears throat> You know, uh, it's kind of a problem. 
Um, why, why do you trust, you know, it's like anything. Why do we trust someone that's, when I break my leg, I go to the doctor. I don't go to Joe Rogan, let's say. <laughs> that's a good idea. Right. Good and, 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 there's, and I'm not even, it's not even a slam to Rogan. Cause look at, he's getting himself into a lot of trouble lately. You know, he's walking on broken glass cause he's trying to figure out he's not he's not a medically trained guy he hasn't spent years doing this stuff so you're going to get yourself into the weeds trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do just don't (laughs) you know i think certain things make sense but uh i i don't i don't know i just can't get into that stuff um you know scary the amazing thing now, Ellen, is that as far as, as, as COVID's concerned, the vaccination and all the rest of it, if you don't want to get vaccinated, I believe that's your business. If you do, that's your business. I was asked to by, by corporate people, and I, I don't really have any fear of that kind of thing or, or any distrust. of. I just went, whatever. So I, I was vaccinated and I got boosted. And uh, right after I did that, I got blasted on social media. Yeah, Bernard typically won't get the vaccination. He's one of those people. And even people that had to write, I don't care for him, but you're wrong. He did get vaccinated and he got boosted. Even people who didn't like me supported me, which I thought was kind of nice. Oh, there you go. A whole new audience. I guess. (laughs) Well, although if they don't like me, they're probably not going to tune in. But I, I... yeah, I, the whole thing. I have a question. Is it does it break down? And it's so simple. The things that I always use, and, and you mention it uh, in, in the upcoming paragraph of what I'm reading here. Um, you know, I, I do think you know a God, a, a shortened version of the word good, and d evil, the devil, all the rest of it. But this thing with vampires and bloodsuckers and all that, the life's blood thing is, that's everything to people, isn't it? It's the blood of life. It's life's blood. And I got it. So much attention is paid to blood sucking or you know, draining blood from people or whatever. What? It's, is it that really that simplistic? Are they that stupid? <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. Remember, that <laughs> goes to this show, not me. Yes, it goes to this um, well, show exactly. I think I think it is in a sense. Uh, people yeah. um, they want it explained to them easy. You know, if you, it, it's like anything, you know, people complain. You know, even even if you look at the uh, in, in the Bible and and stuff, how many people really go in depth in the Bible? There are some that do, but a lot of the followers don't. You know, they're at a you know they make it easy. They put it in a nice song or they put it in a nice statement and. Uh, people hold on to that they don't necessarily go deep into that they don't really look at all angles and i think that's simple cells you know um america's the marketing capital of the world and that's um how many times have you seen a commercial and and think wow that's stupid but yet it sells (laughs) it's right yeah you go oh my god that's really stupid nobody's gonna buy it because of this but they do Mm -hmm. yeah they do there's something to it there's something to that real basic selling feature that um and 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 i don't know i i hear it all the time and you just kind of go well you know um let people do as they do i it's it's kind of sad and the saddest thing about when we get into cults is not so much the adults well i guess you know a little bit but i don't feel as bad for them it's just when they bring kids into the situation Mm -hmm. 
you know, little like they have a three-year-old right. and a four-year-old, and then they join, join, uh, who knows, you know, Heaven's Gate or who knows whatever they're going to join. Those kids don't really have a choice. No, they don't. You're absolutely right. They're they're young children. They get dragged into it and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> now that I know you really well, Alan, I'll throw this in because we only have about ten more minutes left. But I had mentioned that my father was not around and he had all kinds of problems. All the rest of it. Uh, when I was, I believe, seven years old, my father went to pick my mother up from her waitress job at the local diner, <laughs> and um, they got uh, back very, very quickly. And I was kind of like, well, that's not, that didn't take very long. Uh, my father was mentally ill. He was paranoid schizophrenic to the point where he would hear and see things. And I do remember my mother coming in the house and she was just, it looked like somebody had punched her in the stomach, which he did not, but she just looked like that. Uh, apparently on the way back, they had to back up the entire three miles. They didn't drive forward at all. They backed up three miles because my father insisted that the devil was standing in the road in front of their car, so he couldn't go that route. What brings that about, Alan? I mean, for my father to 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 think, look, i got to believe that if there was a devil, he'd have bigger, more important things to do than chase down my father's Ford Falcon. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it, it, you got to realize it's, it's uh, self-importance. You know, it is, uh, yes. The yeah. whole God factor is that way, period. Whether God or devil, I'm important enough to be an issue to them. I'm right. important enough that they're yep. thinking about me. You know, the worst thing in the world, whether it's like I, I, the devil made me do it type thing, or the, you know, I'm, I'm avoiding the devil, I see the devil, and this is what right. he wants or doesn't want. It's the same thing as um, someone that uh, is in a car crash, and it's like, well, you know, God must have been behind the wheel. That's why I'm alive. And it's like, well, if God was behind the wheel, you why were you in an accident? You know, it's <laughs> That's a good it's the it's the same kind of thought. And I, you know, <laughs> it I, is, I just yeah. kind of it's it's an eye roller, but it's it's back to that making you important. Making we want to feel important. Like, do you really want to live your whole life and everything you do? It's just gone when you're dead, and it doesn't right. mean anything. And I think that's the fact, and, and that's the problem. Um, because at the end of the day, all everything I've done, my whole life I've lived, really means nothing because I'm going to be dead, and there's nothing afterwards. Um, and uh, that's a hard thought. And um, it is, yeah. And and it's very very well true. I mean, the UFOs is is kind of the latest in the in in this. Oh, conspiracy, yes. you know, the yep. government's hiding it and, it, you know, and it's, they're going to disclose now for 10 years, they're disclosing, but nothing ever happens, you know, and it's, um, but it's a, it's an importance. It makes us important as humans. As yeah, people. that's true. They're coming to see and, us. And it, We're not going to see them. They're coming to see us. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. It's all about us. Yep. Right. It's, God. it's, well, it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yes, but the truth me. is, none of that, you know, it's just all fluff. Um, you know, we I think it's a fantastic conversation. Alan, you need to come back more often. We got to talk much more often. Well, I'm I always just, around. Uh, I'm, I'm lonely. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm around and I'm. Well, we'll take care of that, Alan R. Warren. Uh, the book is available everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. 
Pretty amazing. Uh, Doomsday cults, the devil's hostages. So today, at least for an hour, we were not the devil's hostages. So that was good, Alan. You, you relieved well, me from being hostages. the devil. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Alan Warren, thank you for your time, sir. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. I'd love to talk to you more about this. Anytime. Like I said, oh, I'm around. Have a good day, sir. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Bye. Alan R. Warren. I really liked him a lot. Very, very nice man. Very even keel. So what do you, Alex, you didn't pipe up on that. What do you, what do you, devil got your dog? She's oh, watching TikTok. Oh, my God. I don't have a TikTok, actually. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a TikTok. It's hard in Minnesota when you guys are in Florida and it's a phone conversation because yeah. it's like there's there's not the physical cues. With a phone yeah. conversation, yeah. it's diff- very difficult yeah. to jump yeah. in. Do you need us to pause a little longer than we do? No, it's it's fine. And it's I just mean, not I really possible. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. You have well, a conversation you between say. two people, and there's already a little bit of a delay because it's you know through the internet or through the phone. Unless you know, it's... add a third person, and then there's yeah. even more just social delay. It's yeah. It's unless just not it's physically like feasible. Yeah, yeah, unless it's like Tim or Kristen or something. Because we know their like, speech know patterns. Their, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people yeah, they'll talk true. and then they'll pause for like three solid seconds and then keep going. Yeah. It's like what yeah. the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Because <laughs> they're thinking, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes people need to think. Yeah. Well, Tim Lammers, he never stops talking, even when you're talking. That's why you just have to start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy's a, start talking Timmy's louder. Oh, yeah. I don't know who the hell Alan was talking to, but it's like, and you're a big star. And I'm like, I'm on the radio it must for Must be crazy. Cassie. Cassie, you know, covers <laughs> for you. Cassie lying for me by telling yeah. things like that. She sent me a text, which I just got okay. about. About him, about Alan, Alan, Art, Alan Warren. To, Alan something about Arkin. the weepy voice killer <laughs> that we should have brought that up. Oh, well, we'll get him on about that again. Cassie, seriously, I'd love to have him on again. He was terrific, I thought. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you like him well, as much as I Well, he's a radio host, so he knows the... the yeah. Deal. Yeah, he does. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's on in Seattle and I think in Los Angeles, Seattle and uh, Palm Springs and all up and down the West Ooh, Coast. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, we like Palm I've Springs. Never been to we Palm should Springs. go. No. Well, we've been and near Your mom it. and I, that I think was one of the first places your mom and I ever traveled to together was Palm Springs. Yeah. Uh, my biggest recollection of Palm Springs was we brought along my niece for babysitting. When Andy was a baby. And she took so long in the bathroom Hmm. to get ready to leave that we missed our flight. (laughs) And we were stuck in LAX for like seven hours. I remember. With a baby. Yeah. Yeah. She just left him with her. Be like, okay, we brought you for babysitting. You hang out. Yeah, no, you find your way home with the child. (laughs) No, not (laughs) like. Oh, <laughs> like we'll see you at the gate. You take care of him. While I we couldn't believe it. Go. I was pounding on the door. She was blow drying her hair. I'm like, no, you. Have I've to go now. I've never understood how it takes <sighs> some females so long to get. Well, teenage ready. girls. I mean, you can't expect them to be punctual. I mean, even when I was a teenage well, girl, like I've never like, what are you doing in there? Well, there's a shower, and then there's a shower. Like, I mean, when I have to shave my legs and exfoliate and and wash my hair and condition it and all that crap, and then I have to blow dry my hair, it can take me a good hour and 15 minutes. 
But if I'm just taking a shower and running out the door, no. I don't know. I guess and I, just... I would never be like, oh, okay, I have to get to the airport at 7 a.m. Uh, I think I'll take a three-hour shower. Mm-hmm. A luxury shower. Yeah, it just was, oh, my God. I was seriously, I was pounding on the door, and she just wouldn't even respond. What? Mm. Maybe she if was she hadn't been that, my niece, I would have left her. Maybe she was having some sort of psychological problem. <laughs> I don't no, well, not anybody in your mom's family. I couldn't Definitely believe not. it. I'm like, to think about, well, there's only, you? you only have, like, what, two nieces, so... She, she's well, way I'm more than throw her under the nieces. bus. I have loads of nieces. She's loads five and loads nieces. of nieces. And this was a very well, long time, time ago. Though. I'm sure she's grown oh, out of her uh, yeah. weird. <laughs> Only 33 years ago. I mean, I know yeah. her. I have a feeling I could guess which one it is. Yes. I know her now, and she's not like a. No, she's not like Well, if that. it's who I'm thinking of, then yeah, no, that doesn't. Yeah. But you teenagers, I mean, yeah. you're a lot different when you're a teenager versus uh, when you're much older. Yeah. I don't know. Some people just yeah. can take a really long time to go. Like my brother-in-law was staying with us a couple years ago because Dan's grandma passed away and he, they live out right. of town and only he came for the funeral cause they have three kids and he was like, Let's, oh, yeah. I'll just go. And so he was staying with us and I was downstairs having breakfast, just chatting. And the funeral was in like an hour and a half. And he was like, don't you need to like go get ready? And I was like, Oh, I only need a little bit. And then I went upstairs and came back downstairs like 15 minutes later, like dressed, hair and makeup done. And he was like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Because his wife <laughs> takes a lot longer to get ready, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, one of those. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he was just like, I can't even believe that you could get ready that fast. I'm like, I don't know. I've always been that way, though. I just like when I lived in college and I had roommates, I was like, what is happening in there? And they'd come out of the bathroom looking, you know, not the same. Yeah, not any more glamorous than I did. I think I, it's so just cathartic for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're like a lot Maybe. of men and just sit on the toilet for 40 minutes before they actually do anything. <laughs> Would men do that? <laughs> Most, I hate sitting on the Most toilet. Men. Yeah, I don't get think in anyone get likes out, sitting my on motto. the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, some right. people love to sit on the toilet and read. I, I can <laughs> some guarantee people. Some people having so much fun some right now. Some people. No doubt about it. You know, I'm I'm a little mad at Star Tribune right now. Oh, I can't find what a surprise. I can't find Louis Anderson's story on the front page. Yeah, of, we haven't uh, mentioned that on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. StarTribune.com. It was on there under uh, celebrities, but now it's uh, French actor Gaspard Ulliel. And Bronx raised Cardi B. There's no mention of 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 uh, what the hell's his name again? Louis Anderson is that it? That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't Have know. we heard it's anything just, yeah, more? But for those who don't know yeah, what we're talking yeah. about, because we haven't even brought this up. Okay. Well, Louis the first thing is that came up was with oh, sorry. cancer. He has lymphoma. Louis Anderson battling cancer, resting comfortably after being hospitalized, a representative says on Fox News. Uh, Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Diagnosed with a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right, which is not good, right? That's, uh, a, that's the tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Well, I had There's a million died kinds from of lymphoma. It. Some of them are worse than others, obviously. He has diffuse yeah. large B-cell lymphoma. And what does that mean? That's the most common kind of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Uh, if it's stage one, then he could be fine. If oh, it's not okay. stage one, then much less likely to be fine. 
So he, if he, even if he's stage two, he's got problems? I would say so, probably. Because I don't know. Uh, and the fact, you know, that, and again, I'm not ripping the man, it's just I'm concerned for him, but he's a bigger guy, and that can't be good, I wouldn't imagine. For yeah, him. that's a big part of it, unfortunately. It is, yeah. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah, I, just, I hope he's okay. Yeah, it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if he uh, if he slogged through this somehow. Yeah, because I'm looking for it in the national. It's not a big story. I thought it would be a lot bigger story than it is. Well, we don't have a so lot of information, weird. I don't think. No, that's, no, that's true. You're right. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family.